Teach Me, Lord, is brought to you by the Midway Church of Christ in Swanee, Tennessee. Now your speaker, the evangelist for the Midway Church of Christ, Keith Hamilton. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you to our listening audience. This is Keith Hamilton, evangelist for the Midway Church of Christ. Once again, I'm just so happy to have this opportunity to be with you, to be able to study from God's Word, the Bible. Uh, so if you don't have your Bible, uh, we want you to study with us. So please go and get your Bible and open up with us to God's Word so that we can study together and that we might learn what the, the Lord has to say to us from His Holy Scriptures. And if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and be opening to the book of Psalms, Psalms 119. We'll begin there this morning with our study. We have concluded our study of the book of Job. I appreciate everyone who uh, tuned in uh, each Sunday for that very lengthy uh, study, and I pray that that was a benefit to you, and I appreciate the good, kind feedback that I received from folks as we were going through that study, but now we're ready to begin studying something else. This program is brought to you by the Midway Church of Christ. I hope you have something to write with and to write on so that you can take notes of the things we're going to discuss, but also would like for you to take down the address to our meeting house because we want to cordially invite you to our worship services. The address to our meeting house is the Midway Church of Christ, 151 Otter Falls Road, in Siwanee, Tennessee, zip code is 37375. Again, that's the Midway Church of Christ, 151 Otter Falls Road, Siwanee, Tennessee, zip code 37375. We have Bible study at 10 and a preaching service at 11. We'd love to have you to come and to be with us. Lord willing, next Sunday for our Bible study at 10 o'clock, we will begin studying the book of Psalms. So, uh, if you've been interested in studying the book of Psalms before, uh, we would cordially invite you to come and be a part of our Bible study and to participate uh, in that study as we begin that very uh, magnificent book. The, 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 the Psalms, I just uh, love the magnificent language. Uh, there's just so many beautiful things that are said there, and I'm really looking forward to our study of that book. So if you can, come and be with us at uh, our Bible study at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, beginning next Sunday with the Midway Church of Christ as we begin the study of the book of Psalms. One of the things that um, I really love about the, the book of Psalms is uh, how much it is filled with praise for God and thanksgiving to God for the uh, blessings that God provides mankind with. And um, I, I want to uh, use that to uh, talk with you for just a, a moment, as, as we might. Uh, this, this week is the uh, beginning of the holiday week of Thanksgiving. Um, and I, I pray that uh, people will be safe, especially if you're traveling, uh, that you will be blessed and have an opportunity to get with uh, other folks and uh, to be able to uh, sit down and enjoy the blessing of having a, a, a Thanksgiving meal um, with 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 people. It is it is a good thing that was a it was a national holiday, 
that uh, was uh, declared originally by Abraham Lincoln as they were going through a great civil war and thought that there was a time when um, that this country needed to set aside a special day during the year of thanks. Of course, all of us as Christians realize that we should be people who give thanks or filled with thanksgiving every day of, of our lives and that every week that we should set aside a special time on the first day of the week on Sunday to uh, to spend time with other uh, Christians, people of like precious faith, uh, worshiping our God, reveling and uh, the being in the presence of our God. And uh, Sunday should be a special day of the week for Thanksgiving that we have as uh, as as Christians. Um, now, having said that, uh, I, I think that uh, we need to be a thankful people. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do something with me that we have not um, done for a while on this uh, radio program. But I think that it is um, fitting with the be beginning of the new week and a special day of Thanksgiving today on Sunday with the Lord's people and a special week of holiday nationally of Thanksgiving that uh, we take a uh, couple of minutes of, uh, in time to pray and give thanks to our, our God over this radio program. And I'm going to ask all of our listeners, wherever you are, of course, if you're driving in your, your car, um, I understand that if you're doing something else where you can't stop, but for those who are able to stop, and um, bow your heads with us. I'm going to ask you to bow with me in prayer. And let's remember to give thanks to, uh, to our God. So if you would please bow with me in prayer. Our God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy great and thy glorious name. We know, O Lord, that you are the Almighty, that you are all-powerful, and that you're all-knowing. We know, O Lord, that it is by your grace that we live and move and exist and have our very beings. We know it is by your power that the world is sustained and the blessings that we receive from this earth that you created, that all things go back to you. We understand, O oh Lord, that all that we are and all that we have are truly the result of the blessings and the grace that you have poured out upon us as a result of your mercy and as a result of your love. And we understand, O oh Lord, that we, while here on earth, are strangers and pilgrims and just passing through in hope of that better life and that better place that Jesus promised we could have with you one day in heaven when we have finished this life serving you faithfully. We understand, O oh Lord, also that we are simply stewards of all that has been placed in our hands and that it is our privilege to give back unto you and that your work may be continued. So we thank you we thank you, O oh Lord, for the blessings that you have provided us with. We thank you for the opportunities that you've given us. 
We thank you, O Lord, for those that we are coming to in this life who are a blessing to us, for our family and friends who we ask and we pray that your arms of love and power be with them to preserve them and protect them. O Lord, we thank you also for this day of worship that we may gather together with those that we love and that we cherish and that we might be able to worship you without fear and molestation in this country that we live. And now, O Lord, we ask, we petition you to be with those who are sick and hurting and that you would heal and strengthen them. We're thankful for the medicine and for the doctors and for the hospitals and for those who minister to the sick and weakly. And we pray, O Lord, that you will give them the knowledge and wisdom that they need, that they may serve those who are sick and hurting, and that that might be successful, all this according to your will. O Lord, we ask a special blessing that you would have upon this country, that we could find the leaders who would turn their attention to you and to their word. And from this ungodliness and sinful immorality that we see, O oh Lord, help us with that. We ask that you would do these things. And now, O oh Lord, this plague that is upon us that we have endured these last two years, we ask, O oh Lord, that you remove it from us. We know it is within your power that you can do so if it is your will. But, O oh Lord, regardless of what may happen, give us the strength, give us the courage, and increase our faith so that in all things we might say in our lives, not our will, but your will be done. We're thankful, O Lord, for the blessings that are ours to enjoy, for the beauties of this world, and for all that we see therein, for the love that we have and the care that we share with one another. We thank you for it, O Lord. But most of all, O Lord, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who showed us the way to you and to heaven, who showed us what service really looks like, who made the ultimate sacrifice so that we might be forgiven of our sins. May we never be ungrateful, O Lord, for what Jesus did for us. May we find our way into your heart and into your place called heaven. We give our thanks for all these things. It is in Jesus Christ's blessed name that we pray. Amen. I pray, O Lord, that I pray, my friends, that the Lord will bless you this week and that you'll have a good Thanksgiving. Now, having done that, let's open our Bibles together to the book of Psalms, Psalms 119. And I want to begin by reading verses 129 through 136 as we begin a study about the powerful Word of God. Psalms 129, excuse me, Psalms 119 beginning in verse 129 through 136. Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted. 
for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. One of the things that you will find if you involve yourself in the study of the book of Psalms is the deep and abiding reverence that we see over and over again throughout the book of Psalms that the writers, the authors, in which there were multiple authors, had for the word of, of God. And especially Psalms 119, that, that entire psalm is practically devoted to honoring and praising and adoring uh, the word of God and the power and the majesty of the word of God, the language that we see in Psalm, the book of Psalms, and it's particularly Psalms 119. Whenever it speaks of God's word, it speaks of God's word as being one of the greatest blessings, if not the greatest blessing, that has ever been given to mankind. And so it would do us well, and we would serve ourselves as well as serve the Lord well, by spending more time in devotion to the Word of God. So let's do that. Let's spend some time over the next two or three Sundays talking about the Word power of God. If our Word expresses who and what we are, how much more does the Word of God do so of Him? God's Word is not bound. The word bound means restrained. God's word is not restrained. Whenever the apostle Paul wrote to the young preacher, uh, Timothy, in the book of 2 Timothy in chapter 2 in verse 9, he pointed out that the word of God is not bound. It is not bound or it is not restrained. Uh, God's word is powerful. That's the point that uh, we want to make from that. The Apostle Paul, when writing to the brethren at Rome, spoke of the gospel as the power of God unto salvation. The word power, as it is translated into the English from the Greek in that particular verse, Romans 1 verse 16, is uh, the, the Greek word dynamos from which we get our English word dynamite. I think all of us understand how in just a very small package uh, that dynamite is something that is very powerful. It's not something that one uh, plays with, uh, that is anyone in their right mind. Uh, people who have any sense at all understand that you need to respect uh, that kind of, of power. Uh, 
And yet uh, that uh, that is the word that Paul uses in Romans 1 verse 16 when he speaks of the gospel, the word of God. It is powerful. It is not bound. It is not restrained. In the book of Isaiah in chapter 55 in verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherein I sin it. Now, this is something that you and I need to understand and we need to have uh, faith in. Uh, God's word is all-powerful. Uh, God is going to accomplish the things that he promised to do. There's nothing, no man and no power of man is going to prohibit or inhibit God from accomplishing his purposes. And neither are they going to inhibit or prohibit the word of God from accomplishing the purposes for which God sent forth his word into the world in which we all live and breathe and move and have our very being. God's word is going to accomplish his purposes. Now, you and I may fail. That's our own shortcoming. You and I may lose our faith. You and I may lose our hope. That is to our, our shame if we do so. But God is not going to fail. Jesus is not going to fail nor be discouraged. And his word is not going to fail. God's word is a powerful instrument. In Hebrews chapter 4 and in verse 12, Hebrews chapter 4 and in verse 12, the writer there says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word is powerful. Those are the words of the writer there in the book of Hebrews in chapter 4 and verse 12. Over in the book of Luke, he, the book of Luke, uh, in chapter 4, Luke in chapter 4, um, we see the uh, people being astonished at the preaching and teaching of Jesus because Jesus taught differently than the, the rabbis that the Jews were used to listening to, the masters of the law, the lawyers and scribes. And Jesus taught them differently. And whenever Jesus taught, they could sense the difference. And so we read this statement in Luke chapter 4 in verse 32, that they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. Then in verse 36, they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirit, and they come out. They could see the difference. Uh, Jesus spoke with uh, power. The people came to hear Jesus speak God's word. It came to pass, as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, 
he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. When Jesus spoke, this is Luke 5, verse 1, Luke 5, verse 1. When Jesus spoke, the people were impressed with the power and the authority with which he spoke. Because when Jesus preached, he preached the word of God. And he pointed out to others that when people understand that and accept the preaching and teaching of God's word, that they'll be blessed for doing so. In Luke chapter 11, in verse 28, he says, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it, that hear the word of God and keep it. So we see when we talk about the Bible and the word of God, and we looked at the greatest teacher who ever walked among mankind, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that when Jesus preached, people understood and they, that he was different, that there was just something different about him compared to any and every other teacher that existed or that they had ever heard and learned from, and they had learned uh, from some people who were very well educated and very well educated in uh, the, the law. But when Jesus spoke, they could see and understand that there was a difference, that he spoke with authority and he spoke with power because when he spoke, he did not speak from the standpoint of the philosophies of the learned. He did not speak and teach the doctrines and traditions of men. When Jesus spoke, he spoke the all-powerful word of God. God's word is powerful. And when we come to have faith in the word of God and trust in God's word, the result of that in our lives, my friends, for you and I, is to be blessed. Blessed are those who hear God's word and keep it. This is what we understand from our Lord. Now, we began our study this, this morning looking in the book of Psalms to Psalms 119. And we pointed out before that Psalms 119, really a lot of the book of Psalms, is a song, is, is a, is a book, like we said, that has a lot of reverence for God's word and his majesty and his power and thankfulness to God that he would provide us with his word, that God would, has not just created man and threw man in this earth and left man to stumble along and to feel his way along in the dark. That's what happens when people shut their eyes to God and to his truth and they blind themselves to God's word, they stumble along in the dark. But for those who are willing to open their eyes, the light of God's word has been revealed so that it might be a light unto our path, that it might be a light and a lamp unto us to guide us and help us to see our way through this world, past the illusions, past the smoking, uh, smoke in the mirrors, and all of the things that uh, Satan, our enemy, tries to distract us with and tries to seduce and deceive us with, that God's word is being given to you and I 
to give us the knowledge and the wisdom that we need in order to live our lives here in this world in such a way that God is pleased with and that God will bless us as his servants. Now, I want to go back to Psalms 119, where, where we began. I mentioned that a moment ago. Let's go back to Psalms 119, and let's look at the beginning of that Psalms. Let's look at verses 1 through 8. Let's read that and then go back and break, break those uh, verses down, if, 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 if we might. So Psalms 119, let's look at verses 1 through 8. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity, they walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Now, that's how this psalm begins. But notice again the reverence that the writer has for God's word and for the thankfulness that we see on his part as we look through those verses at the things that he says. The, the first thing that he says in verses 1 and 2 is that those who have God's word are blessed by God because they are undefiled. God's word is able to keep us from sin, to help us to remain pure and sinless, sin-free in our lives as we follow and we live by the commandments, the statutes, the precepts that are found in God's word. Blessed are the undefiled, in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. So the first thing he points out is that those who follow God's word are blessed. The effect of following God's word is to remain undefiled because it helps us to avoid sin and have no shame. That's what he points out in verses 3 through 6. So let's look at those verses again. They also do no iniquity. The word iniquity means lawlessness. That is, do no things that are sinful, a violation of God's law. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. So, as we see in verses 1 and 2, those who follow God's word are blessed. They're blessed and they're undefiled. 
They are able to avoid sin because God's word directs them and teaches us, here's what's sinful, here's what's wrong, here's what you need to avoid, here's what you need to do, so that you can live your life and keep your head up and not live a life of shame in verses 3 through 6. And then finally, as we look at the last two verses in that section, the result or the effect of that on the writer, and it should be also on you and I, is to praise God because God has provided us with his word to help us. And so we see the praise that should result from that. Look at verses 7 and 8. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. So there we have it. This is the beginning of our study and the lesson about the powerful word of God. I pray that these lessons will be of benefit to you. I pray that you will study God's word. I pray you'll study along with us in the book of Psalms. We invite you to our worship services and to our Bible study as we begin studying the book of Psalms, Lord willing, next Sunday morning. I pray that you will have a happy Thanksgiving and that you will have a safe and blessed time with your family. And I pray that you will be healthy, and that you will avoid this plague. And let us all pray together, folks. Pray in your private.